0: We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Sport Social Podcast. Hello Georgie. Good morning, how are you? We are bringing you this week's joy, humanity and heartbreak from the weekend in sport. Yes, and there was quite a bit that happened on the weekend. Can I just give a little disclaimer, a little disclaimer, a little full disclosure? <laughs> I've been in yoga teacher training all weekend. So, so, <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't know anything about what might have happened I over the weekend mildly less prepared <laughs> than i normally am <laughs> and uh, look I'm, my preparation is not always excellent i at the best of times yeah but
0: you i guess you have like deep history in sports so you you bring that long term <laughs> memory thanks thanks you i
1: appreciate it <laughs> i've been thinking about mooning my crystals all week oh my god
0: what is <laughs> what
1: does that even mean it was a full moon i had to charge my crystals oh, you know, i nearly
0: meant i nearly messaged you i had to take the dog out at like Night on Saturday night, and I walked out and I thought, I wonder if Libby has those crystals yeah. sitting out on yeah. her deck. Yes,
1: my, my crystals were out on my deck. I was balancing my chakras.
0: <laughs> I mean, if do you think it works? What is this? Is this just you? It's, is oh, it look, an insurance that, policy? <laughs> that's just me being full woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> just straight this up, is woo. absolute reflection of the fact you've been in yoga training all weekend, isn't it? or well, for eight months yeah this is my last week when can you teach me yoga at what point I mean you could do it now but
1: yeah so um my final component of my yoga teacher training will be on the 12th of November Co- mm. community class in Brisbane if you're in Brisbane come on down I'll be there it's, it's a free class but then I'll have my certificate and
0: I'll be able to teach yoga that's exciting it is very exciting are you are you going to go teach yoga
1: Yes, in some way shape or form. I I, I still am very nervous about teaching it. I Why? St- I don't know. That's just who I am as a person. I guess it Yeah, you have to but between, be on your game. Between now and November 12, you're going to be punished with yoga training. Uh, th- I think that's going to be part oh, of our recording days is I need
0: that because I'm about to start training for a half marathon and my physio which is not that far away. Yeah, I'm not- <laughs> I mean, when I say I'm about to start, I should have already started. But the physio says that a symptom of being in your 40s is that your calves get really tight. Yes. And so now, a stretching is now part of my future.
1: Well, part of our recording days can be a yoga session after. I'm or here before. for it. Let's do it. Jace Let- has
0: to do it as well. <laughs> J- J- Jace just went, no.
1: <laughs> Absolutely
2: not.
0: I'm not doing yoga. <laughs> You'd love it.
2: I did Pilates, once. Once. and I couldn't
0: walk after. Yeah, Pilates is different though. So different. This is about stretching out.
2: You yeah. love woo-woo. I'll try it once.
0: You,
1: you love the woo and my- We should record that. My yoga classes are, are just full woo, so. Okay.
0: <laughs> we'll be feeling totally aligned with the moon and you, the stars. You'll be
1: aligned with your chakras. Your kundalini serpent will be rising well, within Okay, us. no. <laughs> You want your Kundalini is
2: the same place.
0: (laughs) But a full weekend in sport. A full weekend in sport where, well, hang on, before we even get to the weekend, Kyrgios is bowed out of the US Open. Yes. Against a guy who looks like a Hemsworth. Oh, sad I missed that match. Hankakov. And yep. con, mm, ten, Tennis names are hard. <laughs> yeah, just, um, just roll with it. Kyrgios lost the plot at the end of the game, smashed two tennis rackets.
1: I did see that. <sighs> Apparently these two have history. Right. Apparently the last time they played, I think maybe Kyrgios actually won and Hank mm. broke his racket. Oh, okay. So they're, bit of a duel. It, they're an intense competitors. But, yeah, again, it just speaks to that. I just I want we want so to much like him to we like him, but it's just
0: there's just a blockage. Mm. The AFL had some great matches on the weekend. The Lions are now through to a preliminary final, semi-final, oh, yes. we'd call it. They had a great game against the Melbourne Demons, and given that the Demons absolutely walloped them mm. the last time they played, it was awesome to see the Lions get up. Yes. So now they're going to play Geelong at the MCG. Wow. On Friday, that'll be intense. Yes. But fairy tales do happen. They do. This could. This could. The Lions could keep going, and the Collingwood Pies beat the Fremantle Dockers. Ooh. At the MCG over the weekend, there were if that stadium takes ninety thousand people, I reckon eighty five thousand of them were Collingwood supporters. Wow. So that would have been the poor end. Dockers. Can you imagine playing in that intense cauldron? (laughs) It's too much pressure. So the Pies won and they're playing the Sydney Swans at the SCG this weekend too. So that'll be, there's so much good football to watch at the moment. And I don't particularly love watching AFL, but at this time of year. The final must be looking at the calendar. Where is it? It's on the 24th of September. There it is, 24th of September. Yeah, so we're two weeks out. Um. Also, the biggest sporting deal in Australian history happened this week when the AFL secured the rights, the broadcast their broadcast rights for the next seven years. Oh wow. Of four point five billion dollars. It's substantial. It's a lot of money. <laughs> so that's sort of Gillam McLaughlin's last big piece of work that he does before he moves out of his role of being in charge of the AFL. Oh, is he moving? Pretty sure. Why? Yeah. Well, I think he's done it. Yeah. He just wanted to get the rights secured. And that's across men's and women's AFL. So how they divide that quantity across the two sports, we'll have to see over the next couple of years. But well, it's generally should be, good. Should be halvesies, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it's going to roll. <laughs> Obviously, if equality. I was Nicole Livingston, times. I'd be
0: like, thank you, I'll take half. <laughs> yes, that's our half. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> the NRL will probably be a little bit sheepish about that deal because they renegotiated their... Broadcast rights during COVID, oh, and it wasn't as good. That's interesting, though. I would have thought that maybe during
1: COVID it would be like upping the price because everyone needed sport during that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't understand the economics of this. <laughs> what do <Don't> we? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is. We're not experts. This is we? not our area. <laughs> Damn, I thought I was really. But across speaking it. of our areas. <laughs> F1. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Uh Verstappen won this morning again. Ricardo had to couldn't finish, something happened to his car. Verstappen.
1: He's an interesting dude, isn't he? Mm. I mean, we've talked a lot about Ricardo and Piastri, who's not even in the F1 yet.
0: But Verstappen, he's an interesting guy. I think he's probably like a real athlete when you think about it. He's very into his sport. He doesn't play into the media. Yeah, of all is, of it, he his, actually didn't participate in no the what, last season of um, Drive to Survive. In like the last few seasons, yeah, which is very
1: disappointing because
0: I want to see. Well, it, it is for us. He was like, "Yeah, great call. Cool. I'm now this <laughs> enigma <champion>. who's <laughs> winning all the yeah, who's winning every race."
1: So he must be on track
0: to win the world championship. Yeah, yeah, I think Leclerc is in number two. He He's can't. hard to topple at this point. Can't happen. Well, Jace, that's our real F one <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> if we're honest,
2: if we're honest, I celebrated
0: yet?
1: I, I mean, I like Verstappen, but I have a a leaning towards Charles Leclerc, partly because of the Ferrari, partly because of Charles Leclerc. <laughs> both <laughs> are true.
0: <laughs> both, both can be true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he is a really cool cat as well. He. Comes from an F1 family, I'm pretty sure, like a driving. Oh, don't they He's, all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, how else do you get into how this sport? How else do you get into it? Except if you're Lewis Hamilton, whose dad was just determined that Lewis get to do the sport he loved.
1: Was it Schumacher? Michael Schumacher. His dad was a mechanic, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh. And that's kind of how he got into it. I think you'd have to be around it. Yeah. Because it's expensive as well. You, oh, I think unbelievably expensive. Hamilton's dad used to do all his car modifications. Wow. When it was go-karts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's weird. I mean, that's weird that that's where it starts. Yeah,
0: I watch, <laughs> I watch the go-karts and think, how do you go from that <laughs> to F1? To F1. It seems like a leap. There's a lot of video gaming <laughs> in between that yeah. and a really <laughs> – There's definitely a lot of video games. <laughs> there has to be. Has to be. Okay, I can't believe we've got this far into the show. We haven't even spoken about this. Stephanie Gilmore collected her eighth world title in the surfing on Friday morning at Lower Trestles Most in California. Ever. Most ever. for any female in the surfing. What's the highest in the males? Uh, it would be Kelly Slater. I can't think off the top of my head how many Kelly's had. I'd have to look that up. Mm, and not get back to us? And, and inevitably never <laughs> tell you. But it would be Kelly I reckon it'd be pretty. It'd be up there. Hold on, Jason's is Please hold. It. Please yeah. hold. But okay, so bef- I feel like it's. I feel like it's the most outright. You think Stephanie Gilmore's beat Kelly Slater in the I number of titles? Like. Okay. Well, it's so this. No, I, so I far off. 11th time. Okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I was close. He is like the all-time in that sport. Okay. Well, she's only three off now. But that eight is amazing. So her first seven world titles were under the old format where you collected points throughout the season and whoever had the highest points at the last event was the winner. Okay. This season and last season they changed the format so that you now get seeded throughout the competition. They cut the number of competitors halfway through the season and then they cut it again. Oh, brutal. And so you have to make these cuts and then the top five compete in a one-day event as the last defining event that's of the season. So it's a big change from how they used to do it. It's like Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, that's not what came to my mind. You could have named like ten other things. Like you don't make the cut. You get out. Watch Big Brother. You do you still watch Big Brother? (laughs) Is it still on? I don't Oh, you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know is it still on. (laughs) Okay, it's like Bachelor Island. (laughs) Love Island. I could reel off a whole bunch of reality TV shows that I shouldn't be watching, but I am. I mean, yeah, Big Brother. Does, <laughs> you know, with um, with Gretel, Gretel, Colleen, remember originally? Yes. Does she still host it? No, no. no Gretel hasn't hosted it for
0: years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what Big Brother is. I just do didn't you? think anyone watched it anymore. <laughs> do you, George? Yes, I do. I also watch reality TV. <laughs> sport. sport. Yeah, it's called sport. <laughs> also the news. Also the news. <laughs>
1: The ultimate reality yeah. TVs,
0: <laughs> top shelf. So, Steph Gilmore has competed under this new format, mm. and she came in ranked number five. Oh wow! So she just made it. She only just made it, and then to become the world championship on not championship champion on Friday, she had to swim a swim. Oh, mind your words. <laughs> she had to surf. Three rounds to then get to the final against Carissa Moore, who has dominated this season. Which, so if I was Stephanie Gilmore, I would have been pretty shattered. But I also think she was so in her groove Mm. by the time she got to the finals, that might have helped her. I mean, what would I know? I don't, I'm not actually a surf commentator, but I'm guessing she got into a really good rhythm. She's in her flow. Okay. That's a yoga reference, isn't it? Or or an athlete reference? Both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yes, she won that final very convincingly and came onto the beach and was so overwhelmed with what mm. she'd achieved and it was so cool to see how excited she was and what a big deal it was. Mm. And she'd said, "Look, I don't think I was meant to win. I don't. I used to not like this new format. I really like the new format now." Interesting. Because mm. she won. Because she won. I mean. <laughs>
1: I would like. It's it worked to. out well for her. <laughs> yes,
0: it sounds like a great format in sounds that regard. Great, yeah, we had an Australian cricket captain, in Aaron Finch, retire from one-day international cricket. Oh, yes, that's a shame. This is interesting. <laughs> Libby's heartbroken. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Finchy. Oh yeah, like stuff that uh, <laughs> that sport of cricket. He retired from one-day international cricket. So that's 50 overs. He's still the captain of the T20 team. So Ah, that's 20 over cricket. So he's retired
1: from one day internationals, but not. That's it. Yes.
0: He's retired from one day internationals. Still doing
1: two T20s. Yes. Okay.
0: He hasn't had a great season. His batting is a bit average. Mm. He scored one run yesterday in his last match. But the interesting or controversial part of all of this is that they need to find a new captain for the One Day International team, and there's no one obvious to pick except for David Warner, who
1: – ah, uh, Well, he's controversial because of the whole – Sandpaper. Ball, yeah,
0: ball tampering. So he has a lifetime captaincy or leadership ban.
2: Oh. But
0: he's the person that Aaron Finch has said should be the captain of the One Day International team. That's what a- do you think about that? Oh. <sighs>
1: So does he and Steve Smith both have a lifetime thing?
0: I don't think Steve Smith does. I think mm, – I feel like at some point he could return to a leadership position. I can't remember. his, But his consequence wasn't as severe as David Warner. Because he wasn't directly involved? No, but he walked past and could see that they were scheming about something. Right. And instead of asking them what it was, he, he kept ignored. going. He ignored it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting thing, right? Cuz he's obviously done a huge amount for Australia in terms of his performance. Like David Warner is one of those incredibly well-known cricketers. I mean, this sounds terrible, but like Aaron Finch haven't you didn't
0: you're not a cricket fan. I didn't cricket, know who he was. Correct. Yes. But,
1: you know, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, those guys I know because mm. hmm, for good and bad reasons. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so oh have to keep that ban in place, right? Don't they? Oh, I what
0: think what do you think? Well, I think it's difficult to ignore the talent and the immense, I guess, strategic skill that David Warner has. But I think what Cricket Australia will be looking at is the precedent it sets and what behavior they're condoning if they were to appoint him back into a leadership role.
1: But also I'm
0: very much of
1: the mindset that you make a mistake and you shouldn't be punished for yes. it forever. So you can learn a huge amount from making terrible mistakes in your
0: life. Do we think that you are irredeemable? No, of course not. And I not. think that's like of course not.
1: Of course not. You, you like you can make a terrible decision and it was the worst decision (laughs) that those guys could possibly have ever made in terms of like sporting choices in that moment. Like one of the worst, but they've also, you know, he's continued to perform at the highest level for his sport. He's, you know, put his head down and, and worked hard to, I guess, redeem his position in the team and, you know, continues to
0: excel. So Give him another shot. Give him a shot. Yeah. Now that we've discussed it, like, no, but yeah, you have to talk it through. You have to look at the options, and I think everybody deserves another shot. Redemption is a is a thing. It's a powerful motivator, and if we think about it in the in the scheme of life, mm. no one died, no one was hurt, correct? No one was injured. <laughs> this is not like. A criminal act.
1: No, and, like, you know, I I kind of compare it to the conversation around, like, Tiger Woods, right? You know, Tiger Woods, completely terrible moral compass, like cheated on his wife repeatedly, had this incredibly terrible moment personally. Again, nobody died. You know, it wasn't.
0: None of it was a crime.
1: None of it was a crime. None of it was illegal. But at the same time, you know, morally, I was like, Well, I hate this guy. He sucks. But then he has come back from, you know, multiple physical challenges. He's had a lot of injuries. And then he won something very Mm. important in Mm. golf. I think maybe the US Open. (laughs) Something like that. Something very important. And that was a, like, for me, as someone who just doesn't like him now, I was like, I respect that. To be able to come back from a massive... Personal, Personal low, low, and to you know build yourself up after nobody would have thought that he could get back to that level. I definitely respect that.
0: I think the other thing about the Australian team in that game was that it's possible that people had bet on that match. That's probably the only like there's a moral consequence, but there was yeah. financial consequence. I mean, for him, no, no, because he would have been banned. They, they, you can't betting is so outlawed. I don't think they had, were involved in any betting scandal when yeah. it came to that. I think but people would have had money on that match.
1: I mean, the gambling thing is a whole other conversation though. It's <laughs> a very murky one. <laughs> Australians just have a terrible, terrible relationship
0: with gambling. Mm. And sports like netball, going off on a massive tangent here, but sports like netball are currently considering their financial options and netball's in a in a bit of financial strife and at the moment they maintain that they will not take gambling money.
1: Mm, I hope not.
0: But also every other men's sport does. Mm. and to well, it just should be the,
1: banned across the board. Yeah.
0: Okay. We totally digressed here.
1: <laughs> How did we get from Aaron Finch retiring from One Day Internationals
0: to betting in Australia? <laughs> there was a journey. There was a, yeah, it was we good. took everyone on a journey. Last thing – Before we go into the world of NRL, because there's a lot to talk about there. But the Aussie women's rugby sevens have just taken out a triple crown this morning. They are now the world champions. They just won the World Cup and they won Commonwealth gold this year. Yes. They must be like they're ready for a holiday. That's a lot to have achieved in a short space of time. Get it, girls. Yeah. So
1: good. So, so good. Okay. The NRL... Hold on. I need to go get my coffee.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm back. <clears throat> back.
1: I've got my coffee.
0: Let's call AB. Let's About the NRL.
1: So Annabelle Brett, she is from Triple M in North Queensland. And I have a sneaking suspicion that she'll have some opinions around what's happened in the NRL this weekend. Hello. Hi, AB, it's Libby and Georgie from the Sports Social Podcast. How are you? Hello. I'm great, thanks, ladies. How are you? We wanted to chat to you about the NRL over the weekend because yes. what happened?
2: <laughs> just just a just top sorry. line, <laughs> what happened? I, I mean, look, it's a grudge match between the Rabbitohs and Roosters every single year. They're probably the top two competitors for each other. So it, inevitably, a lot of people get very fired up and Latrell Mitchell used to play for the Roosters and had a bit of a tough time there, I think, emotionally. And since he's been at South Sydney, he's been thriving. So inevitably, the person that's the best player in any team is going to get targeted. That's what what the argument that they say is. However, you don't see James Tedesco getting booed by Rabideau's fans, Mm. so I don't really buy into that whole thing. It seems to be consistently, from my perspective, that the Indigenous players who people don't like get booed.
1: Uh, it's just like an Adam Goods in the NRL.
2: It's terrible. Yeah, it's- and that's what Latrell said. He, they asked him. They said, "How do you feel about it?" Because Souths and Roosters played last week, and then they played again this week, and it was an elimination final. And they asked him after last week what he felt about it, and he said, "It doesn't feel great." You know, Adam Goods basically quit over the same kind of thing, and unfortunately, that comment then riles them up even more. So mm. over the weekend, it was pretty sad yesterday however he was amazing and stayed completely composed the entire game normally he'll be sin or something along those lines like he to them is perceived as a grubby player but he was really really composed and i think he very much silenced the critics it'll just be interesting because people say you know we boo him because we hate him because we're roosters fans if he continues to get booed in other games going forward, you know, if they go into another preliminary final and play um, Cronulla, for instance, and people boo him, then are they really booing him because they don't like him from the Roosters or is it just racism? Well, I mean,
1: I think we all know the answer to that. But, yeah,
2: yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah
1: that's a really hard, Oh gosh, it just seems so unfair that that situation could be happening again, but also unsurprising, which is really, really sad. But it also it also for me explains the intensity because I didn't catch the game over the weekend but Georgie was <laughs> sending me through updates and uh, around the sin bin situation and like that, I mean, it totally makes sense the intensity of that sort of match and considering how. There was so much riding on that match. Yeah, there was so much riding on it. For that and, Roosters
0: mm-hmm. team and for the, sorry, and for the Rabbitohs team as well.
1: Yeah. So it makes sense that there were so many sin bins.
2: Yeah, I, I mean that's another thing as well. Like the whole, I, I really feel for referees at the moment. They're getting absolutely dragged over the coals every single week uh, because they're trying to this year for the first time really crack down on those head injuries. So anything that goes high, the person is immediately sin in given ten, and the person that's tackled gets sent off, and they usually can't play for a week or two. And people are hating it because you know you're getting some of the best players from each team getting knocked out. And I almost do think, to an extent, teams are doing it strategically. Mm. So they're saying, you know, we're getting knocked out now anyway, so we may as well annihilate their number one player for the rest of the season by giving them a hit. Like, it, it does concern me that some players are potentially doing this intentionally because in yesterday's game, James Tedesco went off with an HIA Just for people
0: who don't know, that's where you're getting a concussion assessment. Yeah, head injury assessment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was ferocious yesterday. The number of high tackles was just out of control. And I thought that ref did a really good job at controlling what was a very heated match.
2: Totally. And, like, they're not going to get them right all the time and people are going to criticise the hell out of them every single time. But, I mean, if they're prioritising people's heads, we
1: can't be mad. Argue. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it just seems crazy that that's even a, a, a conversation. Like obviously you don't want to mess with the flow of the the game. You want it to be as free-flowing as possible. But by the same token when it comes to health <laughs> moving into life after sport, like that just has to be of the most important um, perspective to be taking in this situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, they're only even just starting to really dive into it at the moment. Uh, James Graham, who only retired in the last couple of years, is doing a podcast now where he's going to undergo complete scans and see, I did see what that. state his brain is in. Mm. And I'm quite worried about what the outcome is, because mm. there are some players who've had, who've taken their own lives, who've mm. had really big struggles after sport, and they do believe that a lot of those have resulted because they've got lesions all over their brain.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a whole research and oh, I mean, Will Smith was in a movie <laughs> about yeah, it yeah. from the NFL over in, in the US because of the, the injuries to the brains of the athletes over there and the amount of, you know, mental illness. And yeah, as you said, people taking their lives because they are so mentally unwell from all of the injuries that they've had sustained to the brain.
2: And they wear helmets. Yes, they wear helmets, (laughs) which is crazy, right?
0: The NRL has to take a long-term view. Like it's going to be painful and yesterday was comical at the the number of times players were getting sent off. But if you want your sport to continue and, you know, deal with all these head injuries, you've got to take a really – strong stand. But
1: it's also really interesting what you're saying, AB, is that now teams are being tactical about it. So how do you mitigate that fact that people may be targeted for a HIA and like intentionally hurt like that? That just seems scary.
2: Yeah. I mean, they always do this. Like every time the rules change, someone finds a way to bend around it. It's actually really fascinating. We talk to a lot of ex-NRL players and most ex-NRL players are very supportive of the HIA rules. It's only the current ones who don't know of the consequences from what they're doing yet that aren't a fan. Yeah, so, because I, athletes I always, are all six foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they think they're going to be the exception all the time. No, yeah. it's not going to happen to me. Not me.
0: Hey, AB, are you across this and May from the
2: Panthers story? Yeah, so uh, once again, it's a very complicated one with the rules because, you know, in terms of anybody having to go to court proceedings, we saw it with Jack DeBellin from the Dragons when he had that. Uh, alleged rape charge. They have to stand the player down normally. However, in the case of Talon they they didn't because it was assault. I don't know where they draw the line with that stuff. The incident actually happened after the Panthers won the grand final last year. So it's been a really long time in the works and because of COVID, they said that the court case took longer. He's finally been found guilty of assault and their argument is well, technically, he should have. Like, if the courts had been normal, it would have happened at the beginning of the year. He would have been found guilty, and he would have missed a few games in the beginning of the season. But now, as a result, it's happened now, so they don't want to punish him for that. But like, but he's being—he needs to be know. punished. <laughs> yeah, that's I know, the I know. And also, it's bringing the game into disrepute, which is what they hate. They say constantly, we don't want the game to be brought into dis- disrepute. So don't make exceptions for someone who assaults a person.
1: Exactly. Yeah, let's, like, I mean, let's just have a rule.
2: Like, don't assault people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and know that you are always filmed. You are always being watched by the public eye. You can't actually get away with acting this way. And, like, some people watch the video and say, oh, he was within his rights, that person was getting Oof. lippy. But, Tell you what, I it's mean, what, pretty brutal when you watch it. it. I agree. And also, like, in any other industry, if you were a QC bloody lawyer, If you were caught on footage pulling someone to the ground like that, you would also be disbarred. Absolutely. Yes. Like in any industry, I would lose my job if there was a video of me assaulting somebody like (laughs) They're not – it's not harder for them. They just don't need to do it in public or at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, preferably at all but
0: also <laughs> yeah, not in yeah. public. I love that they yeah. have to be reminded that they could be filmed. It's like, yeah. guys, just don't do it to start with. Don't yeah. be thugs. And, that, and that's the hard thing is
1: that, you know, a lot of people have this kind of like, oh, but they're so young and they're still working themselves out. And I'm like, I think most people know from a young age that you probably shouldn't do that.
0: It's interesting. I was saying to Libby that my kids are – all of a sudden at an age where they're interested in watching the NRL if I've got it on in the background and they were sitting there last night watching the Rabbitohs match and at many points I had to say to them, look, that is not behaviour that we are happy with at home. That is not acceptable behaviour, what you're seeing on the screen. I really think the NRL needs to realise they're educating a generation and while back in the 80s and the 90s no one would have raised an eyebrow at, all these niggly sort of biffs that are going on in the back play, it's now, it's not okay.
2: Mm. And it's, it's not okay on the field. It's not okay at the pub. Mm. And it's those, even those like tiny little things that you think nothing of at the time. I think that a building of toxic masculinity that mm. runs to sport, that makes us susceptible to people having issues with women, not being respectful of, people's feelings or or the way like in terms of booing and even all of the pride flag stuff like I I think it starts as simple as I mean when I was younger my granddad used to take us to the Broncos every single week and he had these rules and he was like you can come to the games with us as long as you abide by my rules which was number one no booing at all booing is the lowest common denominator thing that you can do doesn't matter if you're mad with the other team booing is classless and also it's bad sportsmanship Number two, you have to sit in that game until the last minute and you have to clap for the opposition. You cannot leave just because your team's losing and because you're pissed off. And number three, don't swear. Like, the amount of times we've taken, you know, a nephew or a friend's kid or something to the footy and had to walk them out because there's disgusting people screaming obscenities at family-friendly events, it it trickles down into the fans and that stuff is in the game 24-7. And I think we have, to, we have to stamp it out. You can't have like, are you okay day posts on all of these different NRL teams when people the next day are telling each other that they're too soft or that they're mm. weak and they're not allowed to say what they feel. Like it's very, very contradictory in every way.
1: Oh, AB, thank you so much for your time. You're uh, just a wealth of NRL knowledge and we're so grateful for, for,
2: <laughs> for you being with us because we are not. So thank you. <laughs> oh, no, no. Give yourself some credit. You know more than you think. <laughs> um, we appreciate you. Thank you. Ditto. Great conversation. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Thanks, thank AB. You. Bye. She's magic. That was just
1: such- I mean, they're rules for life right? I mean, I wish someone told me those <laughs> rules <from laughs> when I was a kid watching. I'm pretty sure I did literally all of those things. And it's funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but it, it is funny because like I was a 10, 11, 12 year old kid being like,
0: oh, we, we were not allowed to boot. That's like if people, ch- I think if people clap on a double fault at the tennis, or Ooh, I just think I that's like that. so bad. Well, see, I used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging myself. No, when you know more, you, know you do better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really think Latrell Mitchell. That I find that really disturbing. That what happened to Adam Goods in the AFL is now coming across to the NRL. Mm. I really think that his teammates and the other teams need to take a very big stand against that. I Absolutely. think that didn't the AFL really didn't know how to navigate that situation and that really impacted Adam Goods, but everyone should know a lot more now and I really think if you want to educate fans, you've got to do it from a team team's perspective.
1: Yeah, and just putting that line in the sand and going this isn't acceptable. Yeah. This is just not how we behave at all. And you know, at the end
0: of the day, it is racism. Oh, absolutely, and it's got to be—it's got to be stamped out and and done quickly. I think I would like to tell you about something just so cool that I stumbled upon yesterday. Please, I, um, like many parents who have small children, by eight o'clock some weekend mornings, you've lived a day, <laughs> and that was certainly the case for us yesterday morning. <laughs> It's been, it's been a full day it's at 8am. It's 8am <laughs> and I need lunch. But at 8am <laughs> yesterday, we found ourselves at a really beautiful parkland, um, five kilometres from our house where there's great bike tracks, there's a playground, there's a coffee van, everyone's happy. So we decided we'd go and do a bit of a scoot at a bike ride and take the dog for a run, do all those things at once. And when we got there and we got, we're getting our stuff out of the car, there was this group of men varying ages, varying abilities and they were all sort of standing around the coffee van having a bit of a chat and I just had to know why they were there because when do you see 40 men out and about on a Sunday morning just having a coffee? This is why I love you, Georgie. You actually go and
1: ask a question where I'll be
0: like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, what? <laughs> the how way. did this happen? <laughs> who organised this? So I found the guy who was the organiser and it's this group called Men's Walk and Talk. Mm. And they meet twice a week on a Thursday night and on a Sunday morning and they go for a walk, I don't know, maybe for an hour and they talk and then they have a coffee afterwards. Amazing. And these men were talking to people they might not usually meet. They were out doing something they might not usually do and it's all set up around mental health and conversations and I just loved that the the organiser had decided that, movement and community were really important in terms of dealing with men's mental health. Mm. It's not a it's not a sort of in the background type of conversation about mental health. They're quite overt in their mental health conversations. And here was a group of men who were just happy to be out and chatting and building those community connections and having conversations. And I don't know what their personal stories were. I don't know what their background was. But it's such a simple thing mm. and it will be making a huge difference to the people who are getting involved.
1: I, I think I've heard of the men's walk and talk I, and I think there are a number around Australia mm. which is yeah. I mean it's brilliant that these groups are becoming more normalized. Totally. Because I think for women like we kind of
0: naturally yeah, I think do we, that a we bit find our groups and we have we possibly have more opportunities to find social connections. Yeah. And that may be through your work or through your involvement with children, but I think for guys, it is something that needs to be a bit more deliberate. And that may be through a sporting team, or uh, that men's may walk be and talk. Men's walk and talk. How cool!
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Oh, I was so good. I was so excited. I love that. I honestly love that you go up to people.
0: <laughs> I took a photo. <laughs> can, I I took like, a ph- can I take a photo of you guys? <laughs> we'll share that in our Instagram. Yes, we will. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to tell me about?
1: Um, Yeah, putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, 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 I, I do have something. But I, I, I'm conscious that I don't want to sound insufferable. Every, everybody <laughs> needs to do yoga. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm verging on like vegan level cult-like. Oh, you're not going? I'm not going vegan. Oh, okay. No, 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 yeah, no, but, no. but like in terms of the insufferableness of sharing yeah, how important okay. Agree, it's going to become very obnoxious. Oh, I'm so obnoxious. I'm very acutely aware that that is the case. But honestly, it's everybody can do yoga. I'm sure lots of people think that I'm not flexible enough or I'm not strong enough or my brain can't calm itself down. But if you have ever thought about doing yoga or even more, if ever thought about doing yoga teacher training – I literally cannot recommend it enough. It has changed my life in so many different ways. It's, yeah, without being obnoxious and insufferable. No, you're allowed to like something. Well, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and honestly, if, if ever, ever anyone has ever had a, a fleeting thought that that is something that they'd like to dive into or look more into, DM us. I'm happy to chat for hours. Endlessly. Endlessly. hours about yoga, so
0: and it's um, actually very accessible. So I know that I've you, done can, Ad- uh, yoga with Adrian on YouTube,
1: yes. But this is the thing. So there's there's free resources everywhere around yoga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a little business plug. Unlocking her potential on Instagram. <laughs> it's a business that I started with my business partner in February this year. But more than that, it's just it is super accessible. And again, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And it will honestly both change your way that you look at the world. So I mean,
0: just a little thing. <laughs> if God, you would like to change your worldview, oh, oh tune in next sound week. Insufferable. I'm sorry, but it's
1: true. It's okay. <laughs>
0: we'll still we'll still talk. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool.
1: Please don't hate
0: me. But I will be forcing you to
1: do my yoga class. Okay. I'm. I'm going to do it. Jace is going to do it. Jace is going to do it. We'll get in our leggings. Jace's we'll eyebrows are just we'll, like. We'll get in our Lululemons. Right <laughs> I'll go shopping. Yeah. Aldi do great leggings. Aldi do do great leggings. <laughs> it's just
0: true. But yeah, as always, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Yes, and reviews really help us. It helps other people find our little podcast, <laughs> a teeny tiny little podcast, a little podcast that could. <laughs> Share it. Please let other people know. With your
1: friends, with your family. We very
0: much appreciate our friends who are listening. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Who Mom. make up the bulk of our audience.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we, we love talking sport every week, so we hope you're enjoying it too. Uh, if you have any ideas around grassroots conversations, head to at the Sports Social Podcast um, and DM us about your grassroots community stories. That would be amazing.
0: Love it. We'll talk next week.
1: Yeah. Bye. Okay, bye.